At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Don't forget about iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms to take the show with you anywhere, ericasher.com, and, of course, Nash FM 106.1, also on the World Wide Web. Uh, Our podcast is everywhere, anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platforms. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we're going to be joined by 106.1 FM's own and also Crescenty Sports' own Jude Young. He'll join us on the show on Thursday. And, of course, a lot of ways to catch the program. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. Also, uh, on today's program, uh, we've got a jam-packed lineup for you. Uh, Gary Smith is going to join us today because we're not sure on what time we'll be on on Thursday. Uh, there's a high school playoff uh, baseball right here on 106.1 FM on uh, Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening. Uh, so, again, we're like smack in the middle of that. Uh, there is a chance we'll be on at 4. There's a chance maybe we'll be on a little bit after 4. So, again, I didn't want to have Gary in a situation where I couldn't get him this week. So, Gary's going to jump on with us today uh, at around 4.15. And uh, we'll talk to him about UNO, Tulane. Uh, we'll talk about the Southland Conference as a whole when it comes to baseball. We'll touch on that on, on, on the latest on Tulane football as well. Uh, and, of course, um, we talked last week, and it looked pretty good about, about Tulane getting up to the tournament. Uh, but now it looks like, again, they're going to probably have to win the American Athletic Conference after losing to Cincinnati uh, in, in, their, uh, 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 in, in, in their series this weekend. So, again, we'll, we'll talk to Gary about that at 4.15. 4.35, Les East, award-winning journalist with CrestedCitySports.com and Saturday Down South will join us on the program. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, joins us at 5.15, talking Pels. Uh, again, next week, draft lottery. We'll find out where the Pelicans are going to be. I went through extensively through the uh, percentages with you guys yesterday of the Pels getting the first pick, right around 6% of them getting the first overall pick, first and second pick. Um, they're eighth right now, and, uh, of course, they'll still get a good player, but they'll get an outstanding player, obviously, if they're within the first um, three or four picks, uh, which, again, is hopeful, hopeful for all of us. Uh, Swin Cash is going to be uh, sitting at the podium. Hopefully she brings good luck, and um, the Pels can get another, uh, you know, maybe first overall pick, or at the very least, you know, no later, no, no, no um, lower than the third. We'll see how that plays out. We'll finish up with Larry Holder, the athletic, who normally joins us on a Monday but could not make it yesterday. We'll talk some Saints with him and also some NFL. But I'll tell you what, huge loss for the Loyola men's basketball program, which had, again, a storybook, uh, a storybook season this year. Uh, NAIA national champions, uh, they had a chance for their best players to be able to come back uh, to the, um, come back to the fold, uh, you know, because they had COVID years. Uh, those guys that, again, that accomplished so much, much for the Wolfpack uh, went on to Division One schools, and now we're finding out uh, the guy that really steered the ship for them, uh, head coach Stacy Hollowell, is stepping down to take an assistant athletic job, athletic director's job at Ole Miss. I mean, that is a huge loss uh, for that program. Look, we were talking about this over the last few months, right? About the possibility, uh, the fact that Brett Simpson, uh, the athletic director over there, had had, had grown the, the Loyola program so much. And they, they're involved in so many different sports. And, again, playing at a high level, NAI level, okay, when you're talking about where they are, that a lot of people believe that they could go Division One, And we were talking about the possibility maybe they'd go into the Southland Conference. 
Now, again, again, they don't have football, right? Neither does, does UNO. Again, I've, I've been told over and over again, watch UNO because the, the, there's a lot of belief that within the next, I guess, five years or so, we'll see, we'll see football, okay, at, at UNO, which will be interesting because that's never really, again, been really in the cards for the University of New Orleans, especially being, again, the, the, the stepbrother to LSU. I mean, that's not something that we've seen. That's not something that, again, has really been really seriously talked about. But, uh, of course, there's a benefactor that's going to be needed, right? And when there's a benefactor in this city, what do they look? Well, they look to the Bensons. They look to Mrs. Benson immediately, right? So we'll see. Uh, but, again, this was an opportunity to see how they were going to do next year, meaning Loyola. Uh, and, and the fact that, that, their athletic, that their athletic department has grown so much and it's so strong that, again, they could compete on a Division One level. Uh, but it's hard when you have really good coaches and really good players uh, that ultimately opt out to, to, to go elsewhere. And this is a really big loss uh, for Loyola with Stacey Hollowell uh, stepping down to take an assisting athletic director's job at Ole Miss. Good for Ole Miss, uh, bad, for, uh, bad for obviously the, uh, uh, the Wolfpack. Did you see Tom Brady's contract uh, with, with Fox? Ten years, $375 million. Going to be making more money in broadcasting when he steps away than he's making in, right now in football. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. Uh, it goes to show you the arms race that's going on right now with the networks, especially down with digital platforms moving in uh, to be able to broadcast NFL games. And, and, and the lack of talent, real talent, okay, uh, that, that, again, can go in and call these games and, and keep the audience interested. Um, you know, again, a lot of people thought it was going to be Drew Brees that was going to break the bank when, when he had an opportunity to get into this. Uh, now this is a situation where we see Tom Brady, uh, you know, uh, there's speculation that it's Peyton Manning is the highest paid, but Peyton Manning runs everything through his corporation, so it's hard to know, again, what Peyton and Eli are getting, you know, for the, what is it, the ten, eight to ten games that they do for ESPN. Uh, we know that uh, Sean Peyton is getting involved in it, and we'll see, again, how that plays out down the line here. Uh, but, uh, you know, all indications are he's going to be a studio host. He's not going to be in the booth. Uh, to me, it, it doesn't matter, okay? This is, this is my feeling on Sean Peyton. And I know a lot of people, again, don't agree. And, and you know, well, the beautiful thing about America, and, and, again, talk radio is you don't have to agree with me. But you know what? He walked away, and he walked away from an unfinished product. Okay, we see, we see that now. Um, hopefully, Jameis Winston is a franchise quarterback. And hopefully, again, there's, there's no hiccup when you start talking about the New Orleans Saints and, and having an opportunity, again, to, to be in the playoffs and be a contender. I believe they're close. Okay, I believe they need a couple more players. They're close, and they got to have a little bit of luck. But Peyton walked away. We've heard the rumors about uh, Miami and Tom Brady and, again, the, the, the part ownership and, and Peyton getting involved in that until a lawsuit happened. You know, whether, that was, whether that's true, false, who knows. We know that he walked away from the situation. And he made it pretty clear on the podium that day that, that he was walking away that, that uh, he would be back in coaching. And a lot of us believe he'd be back in coaching next year. So to me – I hope he doesn't get a lot of money in broadcasting because I'd like to see him if he's going to get back into coaching, which I think he eventually will no matter what. I'd rather see it over the next couple seasons so that the Saints have an opportunity to be able to get some, some, uh, some, um, some draft compensation and maybe player compensation uh, for, for uh, Peyton getting back in, into the NFL. That's all I'm worried about. Now, again, there's a flip side to that, right? Peyton gets back in the NFL, you know he's going to be rating the coaching staff for the New Orleans Saints. You also know that, again, when it's free agency time, he's going to be trying to lure New Orleans free agents to wherever he is. So there's a catch-22 there. 
But at the same time, you'd like to be able to at least, at least this franchise right now is banking on, on the fact that Sean Payton's going to be back next year, okay? Uh, not this year, but in the following season, and he's going to be on the sidelines, whether that's Dallas, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers look like they'd be right if ultimately, again, they, they don't take the next step. There are a few other teams out there. You know, again, he made a crack about, you know, uh, about Atlanta a few weeks ago. Uh, that would be blasphemy, okay? I mean, look, I'll tell you right now, uh, I like Bobby Hebert. I like Bobby Hebert as a person. Uh, I love Bobby Hebert as a player. I thought he was an incredible Saints quarterback. Uh, it's still hard even today for me, okay, to forgive Bobby Hebert for going to Atlanta, to forgive Morton Anderson for, for putting on that Atlanta Falcon uniform. It's just inbred in me since I was a kid. Okay. Uh, again, I don't like anything Atlanta. The closest thing I ever liked to Atlanta was when Pistol Pete Maverick played for the Hawks, and that was it. That's where the line was drawn, right there. Okay. And I, I'm a, like a lot of New Orleanians when it comes to this rivalry with Atlanta. It's real. So again, I would not like to see him there. But that, that's you know again, Terry Fontenot's there, so you never know how that could play out. What I do would like to see is again these draft picks delivered to the Saints for him walking away. I think that's the that's the situation that uh, I think we have to look at. Uh, down the line here. But it'd be interesting to see what happens here, you know, with the, with that all along. But Tom Brady, $375 million over 10 years? Wow. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of jack, no doubt about it. All right. Um, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now uh, from Noel.com, from the Wave Report, does a great job covering the Tulane uh, Green Wave, also UNO. And, of course, he comes on our program once a week, giving us an update on what's happening with both those universities. Every now and then we'll throw in a Loyola. Uh, again, and, of course, you know, he's, he's involved in so much stuff. And, of course, his site, uh, the Wave Report, uh, is hands down the best site when it comes to Tulane Athletics, period, the end. Uh, and, of course, none other than Gary Smith. He joins us on the program now. Gary, how are you? Doing pretty good, Eric. Doing pretty good. Fresh off of jury duty. <laughs> Well, you know what? I feel like I've been in jury duty, Gary, because I, I've, I'm going. I'm now just finishing up an hour yeah. and thirty-five minute update on, on Windows, which yeah. ought to be against the law. I mean, honestly, that, it just ought is, to be against. That, I mean, honestly, there, there should be a federal law against in the middle of the workday uh, uh-huh. for, for again uh, for for a Windows just to grab your computer, and hold it hostage it, right? for an hour and a yeah. half, okay, yeah. while it doesn't update, yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile. Cox Internet continues to go out here in Metairie. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, since, the, since Ida, it, is, it has been a trash uh, internet, internet system. I'm ready to walk now, okay, mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's off more than it's on. So right. that, that, I feel like I've been in jury duty all day. <laughs> I think you even got the worst end of the deal today. I didn't even get called up for voir dire today. I just sat for about four hours. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> an hour and a yeah. half. Hour and a half. Yep. yep. That's brutal. Well, let's get started. First of all, we talked last week, and we kind of, you know, they had to beat the Cincinnati, right, in, in, in this series. But they were looking pretty good. Yeah. Their RPI was looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at, 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 the, um, uh, at the wave right now, all indications are they're probably going to have to win the AAC yep. to be able to get into the, in, into the tournament. Is, is that your feeling, too? Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely the case because it's a down year for the American Athletic Conference. Tulane and East, when Tulane beat one two out of three from East Carolina two weeks ago to get it to a tie for first place, both of them were right next to each other in the RPI. Since then, East Carolina has won six straight conference games, and they're way up where they're almost definitely going to get a bid if they don't win the conference tournament. That could have been Tulane, um, but the reality is. Look, look, 
Tulane was starting to trend down before it happened, but once when Tulane lost, lost Ethan Groff and Zach DeVito on Saturday night um, in, in Orlando two weekends ago, you know, we're talking about a guy who's hitting 404, still leads the American Athletic Conference in runs by six, even though he hadn't played in the last five games and won't play again this year. And Zach DeVito, um, who when Tulane was winning at a higher clip earlier in the year, was a, had a chance to was on pace to break the school single season record for saves. They're not good enough to overcome that to win these series right now. They still they still have a chance to win the conference tournament. Um, you know they played three games against Cincinnati this weekend. All three were decided by one run. They could have been swept. They could have swept. Um, but that's kind of the reality. They're not a great team. Um, they're they're a good team, not a great team, and their whole rest of the regular season needs to be needs to be trying to set up to find who their best 27 players are, who can help them win in Clearwater, Florida, because this is a league with not even anything approaching a great team this year. So it's doable. It's just, it's, it's always hard. It's an, in an eight team conference tournament. It's never easy to win. Tulane's starting to kind of hemorrhage a little pitching depth too. Um, they're going to have to win their stay in the winner's bracket in that tournament, but, that, but that's what the season's boiling down to at this point. What what happened against Cincinnati this weekend? I mean, yeah, I mean, going into this, I thought that was I thought yeah. that was a sweep. That that was one of the ones yeah. they were going to have. You know, Cincinnati's a little misleading. They their trap their partner in the league is East Carolina, um, so that means they had to play home and home series against East Carolina. They went one and five in in those two series. Um, they are seven and they are eight and four in, uh, in in the rest of their conference series this year they're a team that can rake they lead the they lead the conference in scoring um they're, they and average runs they and two they, Tulane's right behind them um their team the, the the what happened to Tulane this weekend is Tulane just didn't hit well enough um they they finally I, I had to tweet with three innings left in the final game of the series Tulane had scored a total of eight runs for the weekend, that's not enough. Cincinnati had one pitcher, Eric, one with an ERA below five on their entire staff, and he's the guy Tulane beat on Saturday night. Um, they just struggled against Cincinnati's pitching. Then they woke up in the last three innings on Sunday and scored five runs and had a real chance to take the series. Came within, I'd say, three inches of uh, tying the game. Um, a shot down the line by a very by very talented freshman Tio Banks. Um, it would have tied the game, put him at least at second, maybe at third, with the winning run in the series deciding run and it landed foul and then he struck out one pitch later and they ended up not being able to bring a guy home from third but yeah Tulane's pitching is is not great right now um they're especially without Zach DeVito at the back end so they need their hitters to come through every game and until those last three innings on Sunday they didn't get enough they didn't they those guys have to be on point and, and they struggled against some some pretty average to mediocre pitching against Cincinnati. That 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 was that was what happened. But right now again, take away Ethan Groff and Zach DeVito, Tulane's not a great team. They're about the same level as, mm-hmm. as, as as Cincinnati and Houston and UCF. Three three teams that won two to one series against them all close. And uh that that's kind of the reality now that they're good enough to win the conference tournament, but they're also good enough to go to Clearwater and lose two straight. I mean, I mean they're they're not strong enough to, to guarantee anything there. Um, again, they they just got to they've got to find some extra players, guys that they can count on in Clearwater in the next two weeks. That's that's what it's about. Tulane twenty nine nineteen and one ten and eight in the AAC. Uh, is it one or two series left in the season now? Two, and they should win both of them. Um, it's just that they're not going to get even if they if they win out they're not going to get a bump in the RPI because they're playing um, 
They're playing at Wichita State and then home to Memphis. Those are the two teams mm-hmm. tied for dead last in the conference. You, you can win all those games. You're not going to move up very much. That, that's the reality of it. Memphis is a team that Tulane has absolutely dominated. I believe Tulane has now won 10 straight games against them going back to last year. That should be a sweep next weekend. Wichita State's a road series. I, I wouldn't expect a sweep this weekend. I certainly think Tulane could win two out of three in, in that. So they can't, you know, winning is good. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like they will go into the conference feeling a lot better better about themselves than they, they do right now because I think they play South Alabama tonight and was now a completely meaningless non-conference game except for that point. Winning is good. They need to beat a good team. South Alabama is better than the two teams they're going to be playing in conference the rest of the year. If Tulane could say win six of their last seven going into the tournament, hey, they'd have you know positive vibes going into it and, 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 and see what happens from there. Uh, the way football team picks up a grad transfer from Lamar, talk about it. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good player. Um, you, people see that people see the school Lamar, and they they they, they question uh, the the productivity, but 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 th- but this guy can play, um, and 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 it makes a huge a huge uh, is it Tyler Phillips? Yeah, yes, and um, you know I'm not he, he'll definitely come in and compete for playing time right off the bat. Will, will he be a starter? Not not sure. Um, but uh, again, it it, it, it <laughs> they needed. They needed help on both. They they needed help on both the offensive and defensive line, and that's and 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 that's what they they've gotten in, from the transfer portal. So it's a good deal. And again, not one significant player. Mm-hmm. I, okay, Jeffrey Johnson, significant player, but he was never coming yes. back to Tulane. He participated in senior day before transferring to Oklahoma mm-hmm. as a grad student. Um, they did. They Tulane. It's amazing the way they don't lose significant players. Everybody that leaves the Tulane football program is a guy that is not starting, is a backup, and is looking for more playing time and usually ends up at a school um, that's at a lower level than the American Athletic Conference. It's, it's, an, it's an impressive feat from, from Willie Fritz and his staff. No doubt. Let's talk about the Southland, which, again, is as close as close can be. Um, uh, McNeese and SLU at the top at 12-9. and nine. And then, again, what, you've got UNO, yeah. Nichols, Northwestern, and Houston Baptist all tied uh, at 11 and 10. Talk about the Southland and talk about UNO. I've never seen anything like it. UNO's got to be kicking themselves. Um, they played Incarnate Word over the weekend. They won two out of three, but the one game they lost Saturday, they were up four runs going into the ninth inning. Gave up four runs in the ninth inning, lost in extras. They really needed to be in a tie for first place. I mean, it's doable, but like you just said, there's two teams tied for first and four games a game behind <laughs> um, with, with with one series left, and that should have been it. Should be UNO tied for first with a, with a much better a much better chance at, at that thing. Um, at, yeah, UNO um, goes to um, Northwestern State for their for their final series this year. Um, got to win that series, obviously. Hope for hope for some help. And boy, this southeastern team—they're they're kind of an incredible story. You know, this is a team that Tulane beat twenty. Matt Rise is a great coach, but this is a team that Tulane beat twenty-three to one at the beginning of the year. They still have the worst. Their ERA is over six for the year. They they've had a bunch of pitching injuries. At one point, they were well under five hundred overall, well under five hundred in the league, and yet here they are tied for first place after a sweep this past weekend, playing playing Nichols this weekend. If, if mm-hmm. Southeastern wins that series, they'll almost certainly be at least co-champs in, in the league. Uh, terrific job by Matt Reiser with a team that's yeah. quite frankly not up to his usual standards, but yet here they are right there right. in first place where they tend to usually under be 500, right? Uh, under 500 for the regular <laughs> season. They were, struggled they were most a of this bad, year. bad pitching team for most of this year. I mean, really bad. And yet he still found a way to, to, to get them in this position. <laughs> All right. So, 
Uh, UNL's got Northwest, got South Alabama yeah. on Wednesday. Yes. At Northwestern over the weekend, and then they finish up uh, again the regular season uh, with Southern uh, yeah. at, at UNO, and then the, the tournament is uh, the 19th through the 22nd. Yeah, and, it, and so, it's, it's, a, it's a good idea. They, they have a new format, and it's a good idea for these for these leagues that are usually one bid leagues. Now the Southland's been better than that in the past, but this year it's definitely going to be a one bid league. They're having two separate four team brackets, but then the winners are going to play. It's like the College World Series. The winners are going to get together and play a best out of three series. So they really want to determine they want a legitimate tournament winner instead of a team that just gets hot at, at the right time. So that's why they're ending the season early this year because um, they got to they're leaving the extra time for that mm-hmm. that final series. So whoever Makes wins sense. that tournament is going to earn it. Beautiful. Uh, Gary, anything that I missed on the local teams that you'd like to add? Um, no, not, not, not particularly. Um, yeah, I know Tulane. I'm terrorizing, like I said. Well, I, I, I know you got a pretty fast uh, track star right. over at UNO. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. That is a story. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to him tomorrow, and I'm, there's going to be a story on NOLA.com in the aggregate. Wait, you talk about fast. This dude ran a 9.94 in the 100-meter Southland Championship. Third fastest time in the country, in the country right. this year at any, for college, for any event. And the eighth fastest time, period, in this country. Um, the guy, he, he, Texas Arlington transfer. Um, UNO had their best performance in the Southland that they've ever had. But him, that, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, like, <laughs> Tulane has a football player, Kylan Harrison, who went straight from spring practice to football. And he had a, you know, he ran like a 10, 10, 12. And, and, and Tulane was talking about that. Cause that was an impressive time for a guy that, uh, coming straight up. 10, 12, 8, 9, 94, I mean, this guy's world-class. Uh, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow and, and, and get his complete story. Cause yeah, I'll, I'll admit to you, Eric, I knew nothing about him, had never heard of him until right. I got the email about that time. But that, that, that's, that's an extraordinary time. That that's, that's Olympic caliber. Well, there's no doubt that's Olympic caliber. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, I didn't either. I just heard it. And I heard, uh, I heard, uh, I think on channel four, I heard it and I heard Ed Daniels, mm-hmm. I, Ed Daniels interviewed him on channel 26 this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, just it, it's it's a great story. It is. It's uh, it, it's impressive. Yeah, I'm actually apparently he's, he's going to be he's going to be running at Tad Gormley Stadium tomorrow. So I, I'm, I'm going to get to talk to him there. And that beats having to drive all the way out to UNO. <laughs> I live near Tad Gormley. And again, there's plenty time. of trees for your kid to climb, right? <laughs> yeah, again, that too. I think I'll bring him along. <laughs> there you go. No doubt about it. Always a pleasure, my friend. Tell, tell the folks about your fantastic site, uh, how folks can follow you on social media, and what you got coming up for us in the paper. Sure. Um, my site is thewavereport.com, tulane.rivals.com. Um, plenty of material there. Pretty um, Later this week, I'm going to have an analysis one by one of all of, of who Tulane lost, who they kept in football in the transfer portal, and just point out um, how they once again came out ahead in, in that process, which which they usually have under under Willie Fritz since the transfer portal became a a, a big thing. Um, NOLA.com, obviously I'm covering the UNO, I mean the Tulane-South Alabama baseball game tonight. Later this week I'll have a story on that wild Southland race um, with six teams within one game of each other with one series left. And then, uh, like I said, uh, the story on the track guy in, in the paper. Tomorrow. So I'm going to – the season's winding down after baseball. There's not a whole lot going on college athletics-wise, but this, this is still a really busy week for me. Yeah, and, and then, of course, I mean, look, uh, and the other part of it is when you start looking at, uh, at when, when things kind of slow down just a bit, but uh, then, then we're right in the, in, in the fall football. So it's before yep. you know it, it's right back. 
No doubt. Yeah, beginning of August. <laughs> yep, not, there you go. Not, that'll be right around the corner in a, in a little oh, while. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, that's Gary Smith. Normally with us on a Thursday, as I said before, we've got uh, high school uh, playoff baseball on Thursday. I'll have a show. It might be preempted a couple minutes. I didn't want to really kind of dig into his time. So that's why, again, we uh, we moved him until this afternoon. All right, um, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC goes out. Again, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. But here's the deal, 15 trucks in the field, uh, Nate certified technicians, highest certification you can get in the industry, and truly a company you can trust. I can promise you this. They'll never gouge you, never cheat you, never come up with a part that needs to be replaced that doesn't. They want your business long term. They want you telling your friends, your family, your enemies how you were treated by Burkhardt. So, again, if you're in, you're in the market uh, to, uh, for, for a new system or, again, your, your, your current system is just not operating, uh, again, at a high level, call my friends at Burkhardt. Have them come out. Take a look at it. I can promise you they'll get you up and running. If they can't, uh, they'll, they'll have an alternative for you. Uh, and, of course, financing is also available there as well. Uh, acpromise.com. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. acpromise.com. We'll be right back with Les East, award-winning journalist from CrestCitySports.com and also Saturday Down South. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans, the new All-Star Summer Blizzard Treat lineup is here with flavors like the Girl Scout Thin Mints, the new Oreo Dirt Pie, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Cotton Candy, and more. There's something for everybody. Only a DQ. Happy tastes good. Delays are solid on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal, and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Causeway to just before the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection, delays are steady from just before Chapatula's to the Camp Street exit. Also, delays are steady westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City connection with backups from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. And look out for accidents Broadway at Garfield and also Clara at Josephine. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Hi.
Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Calls me at I-10 in Metairie. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Pizza Hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good. Topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese. What are you so afraid of? Loving it? Original stuffed crust, only from Pizza Hut. Ask or click for a limited time offer. Extra charge for more than one topping and extra cheese. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. As I mentioned, Jude Young will be joining us. Right here from CrestedCitySports.com and 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Uh, Thursday live broadcast, 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on WLAE-TV YouTube page. Then 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericastro.com, always on our social media platforms, and, of course, always at uh, the WLE-TV YouTube page. A lot of ways to catch the program. All right, joining us on the show, one of my favorite guests, um, award-winning, also, again, accomplished author, uh, writes for Saturday Down South and also for uh, for CrestedSports.com, covers pretty much everything. Every sport, but again, concentrating again on, on, on LSU football uh, uh, and, of course, uh, what's happening with the Saints, Pelicans, etc. Les East joins us on the show. Les, how are you? I'm doing well, Eric. It uh, sounds like Crescent City Sports is just taking over the media. It, it, well, again, it, it is a juggernaut that has been, that has been uh, again, 
quickly, I don't want to say I was silently doing it, but again, uh, quickly again taking over, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I, I, you know, and I'm, I mean, I'm biased, right? Okay. Uh, Kenny Trahan's been really good to me, uh, again, since we met, yeah, again, oh, what, a couple decades ago. Um, I just think that the writers at ChrisleySports.com have so much um, knowledge when it comes to local sports. And guys that, again, that have been in the trenches for so long that, again, understand the local sports scene. And, and, and for me, it's a one-stop shop. I mean, if I can't find it anywhere else, you can book that somebody's writing about it at CrestleySports.com. Matter of fact, as I'm talking about the, the, the track star at UNO, and I can't remember his name, I'm typing to try to get to CrestleySports.com because I know it's going to be there, okay? Because, again, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that you'll get at CrestleySports.com, not, not to mention the most comprehensive high school coverage in, in the state. Well, thanks. And yeah, we try to live up to the name of the website by focusing on everything that's important uh, to people in New Orleans and drawing on uh, the lifetime of experience in the Crescent City for, for all of our contributors. And, and, and do an excellent job as well. Um, let's talk with the Saints, and, and let's talk about, uh, first of all, Tyron Matthews signing. Uh, there are some that believe that maybe they didn't need him. Uh, I actually had Mike Triplett on, on, on the show yesterday, and he, you know, I, I said that I felt that, um, uh, that, that with Marcus May and also Tyron Matthew, uh, that they're interchangeable in terms of strong safety and free safety. Uh, when I look at, at them as, you know, because Malcolm Jenkins was in the twilight of his career, yes, uh, Marcus Williams was, was in, really in, 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 the, um, in, in, in the, the meat of his career, uh, but, but again, had some, had some problems obviously in tackling that was his biggest biggest issue but with that said um when I, I look at the addition of those two I think I think that the Saints are better off today than they were at this year this year this time last year in terms of the safety position where do you stand I think that's probably true uh I think we may have talked about this uh, as we approach free agency but I mm-hmm. always felt like the, the Tyron Matthew to the Saints scenario just made perfect sense for both sides. It took a while to work out because the um, because of the economic considerations and uh, the Saints wanted the draft to play out so they would have a better understanding of how serious their need would be. And, and ultimately, both, shot, both sides showed patience and it worked out. Uh, and I just think it's an ideal matchup. I, I think probably with May, and Tyron, they're at least as good as they were last year, probably better. But because Malcolm was on the, the downside of his career, and, of course, losing Marcus Williams was significant, but uh, they brought in two solid veterans. And I just think Tyron's playmaking ability and his leadership is really significant. And, uh, I, you know, you think about this now and, and the way the personality of this team has changed since Drew Brees' retirement, how the, the defense is really the personality of the team more than the offense. Mm-hmm. If you look at Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, and now Tyron, Matt, Tyron Matthew, those are four alpha dogs leading the defense. It kind of reminds me of the Ravens when they had Ray Lewis and uh, Ed Reed and all those other alpha dogs on their defense. I mean, that not many teams in the NFL, if anyone, 
can point to four leaders as good as those four. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at what, what maybe comes next, and, and, and uh, I'm, I am a Jarvis Landry fan, okay? I just think that um, there are just so many reasons why he fits for this team. And, and one of those is, again, it, and, and the audience knows this, I've said this quite a few times, if for some reason Michael Thomas cannot come back healthy, you can put him in the Michael Thomas role and he will flourish. But he can also flourish opposite Michael Thomas in the slot if necessary. You've got your speed guy in Olave now. You know, again, if you would have asked me if I'd like to see Odell Beckham here, I would have said yes, but I don't think he's necessary now because you've got your speed guy. Hopefully Callaway is going to be better with another year. I just don't think you can overuse Hardy. And, and, and you can talk about Traquan Smith. He's still got a lot to prove. Let's hope he takes another step. But I'm hoping to see Jarvis Landry in the Saints uniform. Now, the biggest obstacle to that looks like twofold. Okay, what is he asking for, number one? And the Baltimore Ravens are now in the mix from what we understand. And, they, and, the, and in the past, they seem to have beaten the Saints out for free agents, uh, when, you know, when, whether it's their own free agents or, else, or, or, or otherwise, uh, when, when it comes to them going head-to-head. What are your thoughts about the addition of a Jarvis Landry? Do you like it? Do you think he's a fit? Or, is, or at this point, in your opinion, are, are they good enough at wide receiver to move on? No, I don't think they're, they're good enough. I, I do think they're significantly better. I, I think the, the Landry fit would be comparable to the Matthew fit, and then I think it makes sense for both sides, although right now the need at wide receiver is not as great as the need at safety was prior to Tyron uh, signing. But I, for all the reasons you mentioned, um, if for some reason Michael Thomas isn't available for the entire season, then certainly Jarvis can step into that role. But with the way the Saints run their offense, and I don't think it's going to change a whole lot under Pete Carmichael uh, rather than Sean Payton, they run so many three wide receiver sets that uh, the third wide receiver has to be looked at as basically a starter. So that's still a significant role on this team. And after those two guys from Ohio State, Thomas and uh, Olave, uh, it drops off significantly. You have uh, some potential, but very little productivity. So adding Jarvis Landry would be significant. I don't know if it's going to happen. What The money he wants is not going to line up with what the Saints uh, are willing to pay or can even pay. And having the Ravens in the mix gives him the leverage to get that his ultimate offer close, if not equal, to what he wants. So I don't know if the Saints financially are going to be able to make it happen, but I think if they can, it would be uh, a significant addition and would bolster uh, a position that I don't think is as good as it has gotten. I don't think it's where they would like it to be completely. Yeah, and, and look, for, for Jarvis Landry's standpoint of wanting $20 million, uh, at the at the outset of free agency to now being in a situation where he's been passed over, right, uh, for the most part. We're now in the, in the third phase of free agency, which is, again, a post-draft phase. There's really kind of just one more phase. That means when, guy, when, again, when teams go to camp and maybe they get an injury and they're desperate, then they turn to, again, a player that may be on the sidelines, a veteran who's waiting to, to, to jump on a team. Um, you know, so you know, we'll see if he comes back and turn, you know, back to back to earth in terms of again what he's looking for. But you know, to me, he's a ten million dollar receiver. If you can get him for ten million dollars a year over three years, much like what you did with Tyron Matthew, I think it's a fair contract. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I think ultimately this comes down to how badly do the Ravens or perhaps some other team that might be out there, how badly do they want him? Because the thing about the Tyron Matthews situation is when the Saints didn't get the safety in the draft, all of the leverage went in Tyron's favor because the Saints, Mickey Loomis even said it on the last day of the draft that they had to get a veteran safety. So all the so they immediately re-entered talks with Tyron and his people, and they got it done very quickly. In this case, the Saints have addressed the wide receiver position with their number one draft choice, so the leverage shifts to them. And so it comes down to if Jarvis isn't willing to give some sort of hometown discount, uh, how much money can he command on the open market? So if the Ravens or somebody else is willing to outbid the Saints, and I don't think the Saints get him. But the Saints, I think, uh, hold the upper hand in the negotiations right now. It just depends on whether somebody else yep. is going to uh, drive it, drive the price up. Big, uh, big week, big weekend for the kid Smith uh, out of Baylor, the running back, to maybe show that he can be a a a, a, a you know a, a back that's in the mix, second back, third back for this team. With that said, if he doesn't, Sony Michelle is signed with the Miami Dolphins, from what we understand. Uh, that was a guy the Saints were looking at. Where do they go at running back? Well, it's a, it's a really complicated situation, uh, partly because of the Jarvis-Landry situation. Obviously, if, if they get Jarvis, they'll have less money to spend on a running back. Uh, and if they don't get him, they'll have more to spend. And that will dictate uh, who they target uh based on what's left out there in free agency. But it's also tricky because you just don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. You you expect that at some point he's going to face disciplinary action for the NFL and and something that could be significant. But they've already gotten one continuance. So his court date, I believe, is August 1st. After training camp begins, who knows how long it's going to take for that ultimately to be resolved. So, he, even if he faces disciplinary action, which is likely, there's no guarantee it's going to happen this season. So the Saints don't know really how desperately they're going to need another productive running back. You, you wouldn't necessarily want to lean on Mark Ingram for four or six games at his age, and yet he, he looked pretty good last year after he came over in the trade with Houston. Mm-hmm. The kid they signed from Baylor, I think that's a nice little insurance policy, an undrafted free agent who might be able to perform uh, the way you would expect a draft mm-hmm. choice to perform. But I, I think expecting him to come in and be your leading rusher in Kamara's absence would be un, unrealistic. And, uh, you know, Tony Jones Jr., Dwayne Washington, I I don't know that you want to lean on either one Mm -hmm. of those guys. It's a very complicated puzzle at running back right now. That's why I felt like, again, it was something they needed to address in the draft uh, or, again, go out and get a veteran free agent. And and, and to me, the veteran free agent worked because we know – that again, the one thing guys that don't, the, the one thing that they don't really have down in most cases coming from the college game is the ability to be able to block for the quarterback. And you know, you get a veteran in a lot of cases, they're going to be versed in that. Abram Smith, again, was a guy that played very well for Baylor this year. Um, I don't know how he didn't get drafted with the numbers that he had, but again, uh, we'll see if how, how that's going to work out. Uh, but um, 
you know, look, they got salary cap money. It's just a matter of them turning it loose at this point. But they've been, they've been very frugal with it up to this point. We only got a few minutes left. I, I was going to go to the Pels, but we'll talk Pels next time you come on because by that time we'll know what would happen with the draft lottery, et cetera. But I do want to ask you about your alma mater. I mean, look, I was heartbroken to see this today. I'm happy for him, but I'm sad for the university. Stacey Hollowell moving on to an assisting athletic director job over at the Elver and Ole Miss. It's a big blow to the, to the athletic program, especially the basketball program at Loyola. Yeah, it's a huge loss, and yet it's not surprising. I mean, I think it was inevitable, given the job that he did with the Loyola basketball program, that somebody from a bigger institution who could offer him a much better package than what Loyola could afford uh, was going to come along and make an offer he couldn't refuse. I didn't necessarily see uh, an administrative position factoring into that. Um, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm sure it represents a significant uh, upgrade uh, to his compensation package, and uh, it gives him a chance to broaden his horizons to be in the SEC. So uh, it's certainly not surprising, but it's a big blow um, uh, to the Wolfpack at the, the, the pinnacle of the athletic program coming off that uh, national championship uh, just a couple of months ago. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they, Brett Simpson did a really good job in identifying uh, Hollowell yep. as the guy a few years ago to lead the program. Uh, I'm, I suspect he will find as good a candidate as Loyola can attract out there. They will certainly have huge uh, shoes to fill. But the entire athletic program over there is on an upward trajectory. So, uh, you know, I, I think they can still mm-hmm. – uh, overcome this and, and continue to have a lot of success, but it's uh, it, it's a big big pair of shoes to try and fill. No, there's no doubt he did a great job, and of course, you know the first part of that was you know their, their stars moving on to Division One, which you knew they were going to do. They weren't coming back for another defend the championship when again they're 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 at their highest in terms of of of, of their their product, right? And, and they're going to go, and, and they're going to try to at least do it on the Division One level. And that was that was something I thought was going to happen. I was hoping they would hold, be able to hold on to Hollywell and, and, and have him at least try to be able to rebuild that back to what it was. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice. I, I didn't really think it was going to happen. And the same thing with Wrightsill and Burns, right. uh, those two players. It was just mm-hmm. a, a tremendous stroke of good fortune that they had two obvious Division One caliber players uh competing on an NAIA roster and the ability and they had them for multiple years and then there was no way they would Mm -hmm. be able to bring them back because there was nothing left for them to accomplish here sure sure especially at the NAIA NAIA level no doubt hey um that's what you got coming up for us uh Saturday down south crestcitysports.com tell us all about it yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, I'm going to have uh, – I've had a lot of Pelican stuff here uh, since the end of the season. They had they made virtually everyone available the day after the playoffs, and so we, we got a lot of good stuff from a lot of people, including David Griffin and Willie Green and all the key players. So I've been uh, putting together a series of, of stories. I had one on Willie Green yesterday uh, tying it into Monty Williams being named Coach of the Year. I'm working on a piece now that will post Thursday mm-hmm. night after the Saints schedule comes out. I've done this before, sort of a tongue-in-cheek look at what might happen uh, once we know what the schedule mm-hmm. is. Saturday down south, things are starting to pick up. I've done some 
certainly some LSU stories, but I've also done some Ole Miss and Mississippi State stories here uh, as we transition into the summer. And, of course, that will be picking up as we get closer to preseason camp. So there's going to be a lot of college football coming out on Saturday down south. So uh, a lot of good stuff out there to write about. Uh, So check us out at both websites. And uh, 30 seconds left, how folks can follow you on social media and how they can pick up your book during the summer, heading out to the beach, maybe again looking for something to read. Tell us about it. Uh, thanks again. Um, yeah, they can follow me on social media on uh, Facebook or on Twitter at less underscore East. Uh, the, the political novel I wrote is called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes, and you can go online and get it at any of the major platforms, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, et cetera. So to make good reading at the beach or anywhere else. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, Les. Appreciate the time as always, my man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Eric. That's Les East, CrestCitySports.com. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your signs just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. If your wiper blades are smearing and streaking, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to save $8 instantly on a pair of Rain-X Latitude wiper blades. Our professional parts people will even install them for you for free. Improve visibility and save money with Rain-X Latitude wiper blades. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh. 
Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino, inviting you to join us here at the Slipper every Thursday night for our very popular Rumble on the Gulf. Now, the beach bar under the hotel will be open starting at 4 p.m. We'll have great barbecue available and live music starting at 6. So come on out and party with us while you enjoy seeing all those classic cars, Jeeps, and motorcycles that roll in every Thursday. We're on the beach here in Hancock County, Silver Slipper Casino. Proud to be your host on the coast. Pass a good time at the Silver Slipper. Don't forget about Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You need service there, there for you. 15 trucks in the field, Nate certified technicians. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. If you ever own New Orleans Cookery, hire a cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award winning pizza or daily specials? about them saints i admit you have a great take on local sports but what about katie's award-winning menu okay folks i invite you to dine at katie's eric and i don't have to brag about the food at katie's the food speaks for itself katie's open seven days a week in the heart of mid-city at 3701 
kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Every single weekday. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platform. Take the show with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is, you can say it, can you say it? Everywhere. Anchor is our home base. Uh, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Um, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week features Jude Young of CrestedSports.com and also uh, Voice of UNL Athletics, uh, as well as 106.1 FM, uh, all access. You, see a, uh, uh, you can hear him on Tuesday nights following my show, uh, unless there's a baseball game or something preempting it. So looking forward to having him on the program. Remember, Thursday first broadcast at 1 o'clock now in the afternoon. Uh, you can check that out on WLE TV, also live streaming on WLE TV YouTube page, and then 6 o'clock on LE Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Pelican, 10 o'clock on LE Friday night, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television at 5 p.m., always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com, and always on the WLE TV YouTube page. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends over at um, over at Southern Tire Hickory Airline in Metairie. Look, we're getting into dog days of summer now. you got to make sure your vehicle is, is operating correctly. You know, when's the last time you had the oil change? When's the last time you had that, you know, mileage checkup that, you, that you, again, you need to keep your car into warranty? Or, again, how about your, 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 your tires? Uh, you know, you're in the summertime, it puts a lot of wear and tear on tires. Uh, your tire's going to make it through the hot summer months. Look, if you need a set of tires, if you need a mechanic shop you can trust, remember my friends over at Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches. And, again, something for everyone's budget. Uh, you can also, again, finance that. Uh, also, uh, when it comes to the inner workings of your vehicle, uh, you've, got Nate, you, you, I'm sorry, you've got ASC certified technicians. And, and that's the highest certificate in, in the, certification in the industry. Pardon me. But also diagnostic equipment that is uh, the same that you have at the dealership. And, that you know, that's key. Again, especially with today's cars, the, you know, the, everything being so computerized. Um, the Piazza family is invested in this in this uh, equipment so that, again, you come to their uh, shop, you're getting the same type of service you're getting at the dealership and not give them those dealership sticker shock prices. You don't stick around since 1972 in the automotive business in this town or in any town, but especially in this town. Unless you're doing something right for your customers. That's how long the Piazza family have had Southern Tires. It's 1972. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. As mentioned, 
owned by the Piazza family since 1972 at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. I mentioned this in the first hour, uh, and, and Les East and I talked about it. Big blow for, uh, for Loyola Athletics today with Stacey Hallowell, uh, the NAIA National Championship coach, moving on to uh, Ole Miss. He's going to be an assistant athletic director there. Uh, so, again, it's a tough, tough deal for, uh, uh, for Loyola coming off a national championship. You know, we wish uh, Stacy all the uh, success in the world uh, and uh, hoping that um, the Loyola will be able to find as good, uh, as competent coach as, again, Stacy was in rebuilding that program. He did a great job. There's no doubt about it. Also, no word on the Jarvis Landry front. Uh, again, it's something we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um, all we know is at this point, Baltimore is in the mix. Looks like just Baltimore and the Saints are the last two suitors. Now, there are some other veteran wide receivers out there, and, I, and I'll probably get into those maybe a little bit uh, uh, tomorrow on the program in case Landry doesn't work out. It's not like the end-all, be-all. But you really don't need that speed guy on the outside right now uh, with Olave. I mean, Olave is going to be a speed guy. You know, again, some could say that Callaway can maybe play that role. Um, Olave is a, is a pretty good route runner. And that's one of the things that you like about him uh, as a kind of a dual threat at the wide receiver position because he has the ability to get deep, uh, but also has the ability to run really precise routes, which, again, will give him some opening. We'll get him open. Look, the biggest problem the Saints had last year uh, with, again, the big lot receivers that, that, they, that they tried to fool everybody into believing that they, they believed in, right? And they, there's no way. You cannot tell me that Sean Payton believed going into that season last year that, again, he was satisfied with the wide receiver room. Like I said, the dude needed a priest, okay? I mean, seriously. Put him on a lie detector. There's no way in the world. You and I are sitting here. We're not NFL coaches, okay? Uh, some are fans. Some are analysts. You know, some are talk show hosts, whatever. You can look at, again, uh, the guys they had in that room last year. I mean, they're pulling Kevin White off the scrap heap, right? I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jalen McCleskey's coming from Tulane. Uh, you had uh, Callaway, again, an undrafted free agent. Hardy had to be moved uh, from, from the, you know, from a, uh, a kick returner, punt returner to, to play the wide receiver role. Traquan Smith often injured, and, he, and again, he was supposed to be the best guy on the, on the um, roster at the wide receiver position. And, of course, Michael Thomas missed the second year. Kawan Baker was, the, was their draft choice, uh, you know, a seventh-round pick, and he couldn't see the field. Uh, you know, you, you're – so just, I mean, really, I mean, just hot garbage last year. So let's hope that with Thomas coming back and he comes back healthy, uh, Alave, who, again, we have high expectations for, another year with Callaway now in an NFL uniform, having to play the role he did last year, which will help him develop and grow. And then, and then Deontay Hardy as a spot guy. You know, and again, that's why I say, you know, you can talk about Dijon Dixon out of Nickel State. Hey, look, I hope he makes the team, right? But that's another undrafted free agent. Um, to me, get out there and get a veteran receiver for this team. Yes, I'm biased. I want to see Jarvis Landry. But, again, get a veteran receiver for this team. To me, that's the missing piece. That and another running back. And I think you're pretty much set. Now, look, injuries are part of the game. And if, if ultimately they go through a rash of injuries like they did last year, it is what it is. Uh, but on paper, I think they can compete for uh, the, the NFC South Championship. And I think they're going to be a playoff team. So we'll see how it kind of plays out. I think the defense is stout. I think they're set now. I think you just need a few more places, um, a few more players in certain positions to be able to help them when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. All right, let's shift gears. Let's talk some Pels. Um, Look, we got a big week next week with the Pelicans in terms of the draft lottery. 
Uh, the draft is going to be huge for this team. And then, of course, free agency to break it down for us, one of the best we have in the city. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, visits us each and every week here on the program. Ali, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself? Doing great, Ali. Uh, after after a, a, a um, after a, a trials and tribulations of, um, of of an hour and a half update on on uh, Microsoft Windows, and of course the uh, the fact that Cox uh, Internet uh, can never keep their internet on in in, uh, in uh, Metairie. Uh, but that that's my plight today, and I guess that that's the worst thing that can happen to you in a day. You're doing okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that news. I used to have Cox, and I used to have <laughs> similar problems. When it seemed to be most inopportune, they would, you know, you would lose your internet service, right? For me, writing up an article, doing something else along those lines, right. it was frustrating, to say the least. They just, they just can't. Since the storm, they just can't keep it on, and and that, that's the frustrating. I want to stay with them, because before the storm, they had some, you know, they were pretty good, at least out here in my in my second town. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard, I've had not heard horror stories in other parts of town, but it looks like I'm going to be switching. My buddy Gus Cattengill told me to get the AT and T fiber. I'm also leaning toward the possibility of doing the new Verizon 5G. But, uh, yeah, uh, Cox, if you're listening, I'm on the way out. Okay, I'm on the way out. Uh, but let's talk yeah, about the Pels. Man, I'll tell you, this is intriguing, fiber. man. I mean, eighth pick overall, the possibility of, again, moving up uh, in, into the top four. Uh, you look at the at, – at, at the. this is a pretty darn good draft in terms of the, of the draft lottery. You've got players that, again, that you can draft, they're going to come in and they can contribute to your team. If you had your druthers, what 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 are you looking for in a player in this draft? And then we'll talk about maybe some players that you hope might be there, depending on where the Pels end up picking. Yeah, so Eric, this is this is actually a very key draft for the Pelicans because it may represent the last time they get a lottery pick for quite a while. So there's any number of ways I would advocate going. If, if there's a chance, you know, obviously if they get up inside the top four, then you're going to land a really darn good player that can help your franchise for a long time. But even if they don't, even if they stay at eight or maybe drop to nine, you're right. There's still a couple of good swings. You know, my favorite would be Shaden Sharp. I really think he's going to be the next coming something really great, but he's probably not going to last past five or six. So look at two things. More shooting to the squad or get that big man. That's going to really defend, right. Can be a versatile play at least cover three through five can definitely help you on the weak side. Basically do all the things that I think the Pelicans were hoping Jackson Hayes could do for you, but obviously it hasn't panned out yet. So I've circled uh, for the shooter out of Arizona, Benedict Matherin. I think he's wonderful. I don't know if anybody watched the NCAA tournament, but especially that TCU game, he was incredible. You know, dunking over people, making uh, pull-up threes, you name it. And and he's a good, solid rebounder as well. His biggest uh, strike against him is defense, but – I don't think it's for a lack of effort or ability. I, I think he just needs to fall into the right system. And coming here, you think under Willie Green, that would probably help a lot and improve that area for him. Other guy I've circled as well is Mark Williams. He's the center out of Duke. And I know there's a lot of decent centers, but he was my favorite. He reminds me a little bit of Kevon Looney, but with a better offensive game. He's really quick. He, he really moves up well out there, and I think that's exactly who the Pelicans should be targeting, somebody like him, if not through the draft, through free agency. Now, let's, let, let's just say the improbable happens, and, and, and they get into the top three. And, um, you know, a lot of people believe it's, you know, it's going to be Smith, Banchero, maybe Holmgren, one, two, three. 
What do you think it'll be? And, and who do you think is the best, best fit if they were to be able to have the ping pong balls fall their way and get the first overall pick? I mean, do you run to the, to, to the uh, podium with Jabari Smith's name? Yes, absolutely. That is the guy I've circled both overall. I think in the NBA, he's the number one logical pick for a lot of teams and for the Pelicans. I think with him, you know, at his height, six foot ten, he's got magnificent reach that he could develop into a five for you, especially in small ball situations. So he could be out there in the court with Zion, B.I., C.J., and Herber, you know, maybe some other combination of guys, but he could be out there in those closing minutes or those important minutes. He's got a great shot, Eric. I love his motor. I love everything I've read about him. And, you know, his, his tools and athleticism yep. really jump off the chart in ability at his height. Mm-hmm. So he's only 19. I love that. I, I think that he still has so much more potential for growth, but he's already gotten such a good start. It, it would be almost a seamless fit here. I would just wish there'd be a little bit more shot blocking from the Pelicans perspective, but overall you can't complain if you were to get number mm-hmm. one and get him. Um, after that, yeah. kind of a toss up. Of course, his dad went to like LSU. Home Grimm, right. Or Jaden Ivey. And I, right. I'm really impartial. Do you like him? At this point. I'm not a big fan of Chet. I don't Do, do you like Holmgren? That he's going to be able to make that jump. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, to me, I, 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 I'd be a little bit iffy on Holmgren. I like, some people don't like Benchero, but I really do. Do you? No, he's one guy I'm not sold on. I think he's too one-dimensional. And by that, I mean he's just strictly mm-hmm. an offense type of guy. I must have caught five or six Duke games. And he, it's not that he, he, he's not a very willing defender. He doesn't even run back, doesn't even give effort. And I just have issue with guys that have show that kind of motor. Um, and, and we saw kind of, you know, I see a Michael Porter Jr. in him, but he can obviously facilitate a little bit more. But I, I don't know, Eric. I just don't like his fit at all for this Pelicans team. They've already got two amazing forwards, and then look behind them, right? They've got Herb, they've got Trey. I just feel like he just mm-hmm. wouldn't fit at all with what they're building here. What about Jaden Ivey? That's another name that gets thrown around a lot when you mentioned the Pelicans. Oh, I mean, everybody points to his highlights, right? He looks like John Morant um, when he was back in college. Right. You know, he's got that same burst, same mm-hmm. athleticism, kind of that fearlessness, almost the same build and height as well. But he's not John Morant. That's one thing I think people, I hope, understand. He doesn't have as an accomplish of a resume coming out of college. It is honestly not the same caliber of player, I don't think. You know, while he could develop into a very good one, I don't see a ceiling of, say, like of that of Morant. So with the Pelicans, he was obviously the guy I liked the most until they traded for C.J. McCollum. Now that you have C.J. and Jose Alvarado has developed, how much should you be chasing another kind of a smallish guard, right? I think we've even talked in your show, Eric, how if we're going to add a point guard, maybe a nice veteran point guard, you'd want to have somebody with a little bit more size. So Ivy be a little bit more of a project, and you got to also wonder how much would he play, uh, especially up front. And he's probably looking to jump into a 25, 30-minute roll right up front. Mm-hmm. Let's say they have they stay at eight. Okay, things just it, it goes chalk with, with with the draft. They they are at eight. Is that a pick they hold on to, or is that a pick they package with a veteran to maybe get better with a maybe a, again a higher quality veteran? I think you hold on to, it, and that's why I mentioned earlier that if, if this could be very conceivably the last lottery pick they get for a while. And cheap talent is really right. how small market teams survive year after year and stay consistent. 
right? Stay consistently good. So I think I would definitely keep it and swing for, like like I said, Benedict Matherin's really jumped off the page. He's a very good uh, six-foot-six wing. And the Pelicans need more shooting. You know, shooting's expensive. You've seen how they, over the last couple of years, have been getting paid 15, 14, 15, 16 or more uh, million per year just because they can shoot the ball. The Pelicans don't have that cap space to do that, to go out and spend that money and really trade for a guy like that anymore. So I would like to see them add somebody through the draft like Matherin. Somebody standing in the opposite corner of uh, Trey Murphy out there. Let's talk about possible trades in the offseason with, again, the present roster. You and I met, and we and I talked a little bit about Garrett Temple last week, maybe again possibly elevating to in, into the uh, coaching staff. That's been a room that's banded around. Um, obviously, you look at, at, at the situation right now with Devontae Graham, who really didn't work out the way a lot of people thought he would here in New Orleans, and uh, that, that he might be a guy that might be on, on, on the move. If you could pick a couple of players that, again, that may be trade bait, well, who would they be? From the Pelicans roster or Eric Abra- uh, for the Pelicans yes. from an opponent? For, 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 for the Pelicans roster, from, from the roster. And, and then you could, if, you, if you have some names out there you think they should go out and get, throw it out there. Yeah, I think Jackson Hayes has got to be the number one. The roster is about to get really expensive. After Zion, which we've all expecting him to, signing mm-hmm. his extension this summer, which will kick in the following summer, the roster is going to be in tax, tor- tax territory very easily. Now, I've got to think they didn't trade for C.J. McCollum just to watch him uh, leave in a year or two. And same thing with Larry Nance. They really like him, and I'm expecting them to offer him an extension. So that process of elimination, yeah. suddenly Jackson Hayes is looking out on the outside in. So he's still got a lot of potential. There's probably some teams that really like him. I know that Portland uh, thought about him when they uh, in, in that C.J. McCollum trade, and he's been associated to other teams as well. So he's the number one, I guess, trade bait. You just don't want to end up going into this season, I feel like, with a disgruntled Jackson because he didn't get that extension or maybe he didn't get the right number from the Pelicans. And we all know if, if there's anything, you know, a little bit upsetting to him, then that can translate to his on-the-court production. So moving well, He's going to be a guy coming off the bench anyway, right? Maybe Devontae Graham. You know, he's still young. He's on a good contract. Some team may need backup, you know, guards. And I think he could fit the bill. Maybe they would think they could inspire, coax him out of, you know, what was almost a season-long slump three ball, with the three ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett Temple's just not going to have any value, Eric, around the, around the uh, league anymore at his no, age. No, I didn't think so. That's why I thought an elevation to the coaching staff might work. Yeah, I mean, well, Hayes is going to be coming off the bench next year. I mean, I mean that, that's a foregone conclusion, right? I mean, with Zion starting. So he's got to know that his minutes are going to be more limited than this year, and he's going to be in a different role. He seemed to flourish as a starter, but again, to me, he's got to realize his role, at least here, was going to be a, a coming-off-the-bench type player. And then, look, that could be even more of a logjam depending on what, what happens with the draft, right? Oh, Absolutely. Imagine if you're Jackson Hayes and you see the Pelicans grab somebody, you know, in the first round at the center or plays the same position roughly. That's going to be almost writing on the wall, especially if you're his agent. That's what you'll be telling them. But, yeah, Jackson, I mean, it's a shame it didn't pan out because he's got all that talent in the world. But he had three years to show them that, you know, you should trust on me. Even if I'm not a starter, rely on me. I can maybe then transition sooner or later to be that apprentice 
uh, that backup center and soon a starting center behind Jonas Valanciunas. But I don't think they saw anything of the sort. That's why he played most of his minutes down the stretch at the four. And you're right, there's not going to be much opportunity there with, with Zion and even other guys that are probably even more deserving of minutes ahead of him in a rotation. So yeah, I, I like that glimpse that he showed right around, right before the trade deadline, right after. But a lot of those teams, you know, they weren't playing playoff basketball, number one. Number two, that Jackson's really playing right. for something. It seems like he needs, unfortunately, that kind of spark and that motivation to get the best out of him because we didn't mm-hmm. see that guy, I want to say, all, almost all throughout the playoffs in the playing tournament and even mm-hmm. down the last two, three weeks of the regular season. And that's unfortunate. You've got to have 110% drive and ability and, and filling your role, I think, for a Willie Green-led team. And he just doesn't fit like the rest of the guys in the locker room either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, again, look, I'm a Jacksonese fan. So, I mean, I, again, I'd like to see him mature and be able to stick around. I just think he's he's got a tremendous amount of upside like like Nikhil Alexander-Walker that, again, we just haven't seen uh, them reach that potential yet. Um, bef- before we get out of here, how great was it to see Jose Alvarado last night on TNT? <laughs> it was wonderful. I didn't expect it. I didn't see Twitter earlier in the day. So when I walked out there. Right. I didn't, I I didn't know. Awesome. I didn't know it was coming. Yeah, but it was great. Look, a Pelicans role player got on NBA TNT. I mean, nobody could have foreseen that, let alone it being Jose no. a few months ago. It's wonderful. It just speaks volumes to where this franchise headed and how they're perceived now, right? Even amongst national media. It's so a it's 180. On, all, on so many fronts. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, again, uh, most of the talk, uh, you know, on the national level is, again, getting Zion out of here. We don't deserve a franchise. You know, again, they're, they're, we're, we're the, uh, the, the Pels are moving to Seattle. You know I mean? You know, not catching a break. When, again, here in New Orleans, we know it's so different than the national narrative out there. It's so good to be able to see this narrative change. And it's, honestly, to see so many of these, uh, again, just uh, uninformed national hosts uh, to have to eat their words now. Because they're eating their, every one of them are eating their words or pretending they didn't say it. The beautiful thing about in our business, though, there's always tape. There's always Twitter. The Internet has a long memory. Uh, so, again, uh, all that's coming back to bite them on all their hot takes during the season. They were awful. I mean, let's face it, Eric. People like ben, Bill Simmons and others have been just bashing organizations oh. for years. And at times, it was understandable. We were on that bandwagon. Uh, right, so the they deserve but, to be bashed, okay? When, but yeah, but but not not not. But they they had they, there know, was a just they had no idea what was going on with Zion, okay? And and then just to make a call, just to make a blanket statement, that, oh, wait, Paul didn't make it here, different circumstance. Anthony Davis didn't make it here, different circumstance. And then oh, Zion didn't make it here. Zion been on court eighty five games, okay? <laughs> I mean, if he's healthy, maybe it's a different situation. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, Eric, for instance, just take Zion. Those of us close to the team never perceived as big of a problem as national media made it out to be, and now everything looks fine. Why? Because I don't think it ever got that bad. I honestly believe that his family, they just wanted for him to be on a winner. And number two, they just want to make sure that their son gets what they want, or he do, they think he deserves, right, an upcoming free agency and stuff. Nothing unusual. And the, the rest of the national media, they were all constantly talking about how it's the worst book in the world, and he wants out and putting words into his mouth, his fathers and such. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's uh, uh, those among those few among us, the beat writers. We never heard that. We would have known that because we have seen in the past. Like sure. I saw with Anthony Davis, I saw months before he actually asked out 
that he, he was headed on his way out. You, 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 you can just learn those things. But never was You said it on so this program. I'm with you. I'm glad that there are receipts, and I hope that these guys carry them, use it to their advantage next season. I know that's something Anthony or Antonio Daniels always mm-hmm. preaches to these players individually. Who cares what they're saying about you? Just remember and then show them. Show them next year or whenever you get back yep. on the court. Better days are ahead, my friend. That's a good thing for, again, professional basketball here in New Orleans. You do a great job in covering like, like nobody else. Tell the folks about your website, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks a lot, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation, all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. Right now we've just begun focusing on the draft. Uh, we've got already one piece up on uh, Agbaji. He's, he's a Kansas, uh, out of Kansas, University of Kansas guard. We're going to be doing a lot more prospect previews next coming weeks, of course, with the lottery next week. And then looking further, free agency, what the Pelicans can do, like we discussed. Devontae Graham maybe moving off of Jackson Hayes, filling those in with more you know, serviceable players for this roster. Always good to have you on the program. Look forward to our conversation next week. Fingers crossed. Say a novena. Get out your rabbit's foot, whatever you got to do. Let's bring home that number one overall pick again. That would be beautiful. Can you imagine adding the number one pick to when teams are already getting Zion Williamson? That would be just incredible. (laughs) You know what? It it, it would be the basketball gods again saying, the turmoil we've gone through, it's deserving. Okay. It's deserving because, again, 100%. we've been the whipping boy of the national media all for the last two years. So it would be deserving. And then at that point, whew, man, you're on your way. You're on your way to a sustainable winning and the possibility, again, of being in the mix for championships. So we can only hope. Thanks for the time as always, bud. We'll check in next week. Yep. Take care. I like to sell the bird rights. Does a fantastic job. Just, I mean, just a plethora of knowledge. Really does a great job. Check them out. All right. Um. Hey, don't forget, if you're in the market for a generator, and, uh, yeah, generator uh, sales and service, hot, man, hot. Generator, if you're looking for a generator right now, uh, especially the closer we get into hurricane season, man, it's, they, they, you know, they're going to start getting a little bit a little bit uh, scarce. It just is. I mean, supply and demand. Uh, but Burkhardt has generators right now in their warehouse in Mandeville ready to be installed in your home or your business. I'm just saying it right now. Right now. Call them up. Uh, they'll do a single-day install. Come out, do a consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator. It, it might be Jason Burkhart. You know, he runs the entire um, um, uh, division when it comes to generators. So it might be Jason. He may come out to your home and uh, just sit down with him. And listen. I mean, again, he's he knows his business, and he'll educate you on generators. If you've already done the research, but between the both of you, you'll sit back, and again, uh, you can talk about it and then figure out what you need in terms of generator to power up your home when the electricity goes out. Then the service after the sale is impeccable. 24-7, 365 emergency service. Uh, when the, when uh, your generator goes down, uh, as soon as it's safe for the crew to get out there, they'll get out there and get you up and running. You can finance that over time. There are low monthly notes for you to be able to handle having a generator at your home, okay, to pay for that over time. The new install quality check after one month, something Burkhardt does for everything they install. It's part of their customer service pledge. You want a company that's going to have your back before and after the sale when it comes to generators, it's Burkhardt. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. IT to deliver the art of the possible. From driving resilience with cyber solutions to enabling collaboration from the cloud to accelerating decisions with AI. Learn more at GDIT.com. Look out for an accident on 10 eastbound at the Metairie Road City Park exit. Your delays are going to be solid on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high rise. In the meantime, delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal. And delays will pick back up on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the airport on the 610 on the westbound side. Your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from, say, Bedard to the 10610 merge. In the meantime, delays are steady if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. And on the westbound side, delays are steady along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And in the meantime, look out for accidents. Calliope Magazine, also Cleveland at South Saratoga, also Desire at St. Claude. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brenner Traffic Center. Pizza Hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good. Topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese. What are you so afraid of? Loving it? Original stuffed crust, only from Pizza Hut. Ask or click for a limited time offer. Extra charge for more than one topping and extra cheese. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about Dave Me at Insurance. It's time for an insurance checkup. Again, we are May 10th. Hurricane season right around the corner. Remember, once hurricane season starts and there's a, uh, a um, uh, storm in the Gulf, you, you can't change your, your insurance. So, again, why don't you call my friend at Dave Meehan Insurance at 504-556-0809. Uh, Dave will look into 50 companies. He's an independent agent to find, again, the best price for your coverage, okay, no matter what you're looking for in terms of coverage. Uh, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-E-T-I-N-S agency.com is a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. Uh, again, you can traverse his website, find out more about, again, the, the insurance that's, uh, that's available to you. And then, of course, his expertise. It's a family-owned and operated business. They, they, they've been in it, uh, I mean, what's up? at least 50 years, if not longer. Again, we're from, from, again, his father to him. Uh, and, of course, now his son's involved in, in the business as well. He's his office on Veterans Deck to Shogun. You can sit down, sit a, have a consultation with him uh, personally. But, again, if you're looking for that insurance checkup to make sure that you have sufficient coverage for the upcoming hurricane season, you want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809. The service at the sale, I'll tell you from my personal uh, uh, personal perspective, uh, is second to none. Uh, through this whole situation with Ida, uh, whether it be, again, um, uh, the, outside, uh, the damage that we had, uh, in terms of uh, the home, the loss of use, he has been with us every step of the way. And uh, has your insurance agent done that? I mean, because mine has. If you're looking for a great insurance agent, it's Dave Miet Insurance, 504-556-0809. Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us on the program. Larry, how are you, bud? I'm good, E. How are you today? Doing great. Larry, I, I just saw this. Just you know, you know, you know, you know how we do, right? You did the same thing in radio. Uh, you know, break comes immediately. You go into the Internet to see if something broke. Uh, and, and I picked up this article from um, uh, Pro Football Talk that talked about the Tyron Matthew deal. I just read this, this article that broke down the contract. And I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it, this is a very Saints-friendly deal. Yeah, I'd seen some numbers floating around, and I, look, I figured it would be. And, you know, it, it's something that, hey, at least the Saints have cap space to work with, even if it wouldn't have been. But, no, when you look at it, and, and Eric, I, I don't know the numbers right off the top of my head, but, but I do know that uh, it, it, it seems a little friendlier than maybe when it came out. I remember it came out originally reported like three years, $33 million maxing out. But it, right. it seems like that it's going to be – a bit friendlier, and so that's. Look, mm-hmm. I think I think it kind of goes to show you that you know people always talk about uh, when you have hometown discounts. I don't know if Tyron Matthew gave him a, a hometown hometown discount, but still, uh, look, I, I think the value for the player that you're getting, uh, I, I think it really works, and it's beneficial for both sides just because 
I think Tyron Matthew probably felt like, all right, this is the right time to kind of come back home. And then mm-hmm. the Saints were saying, look, there's a great player. Uh, I'm sure they mapped this deal out before the draft. Uh, and then you make yep. it happen after. And so you, you don't deal with the, uh, the compensatory loss. And so, look, I, I, think, it's, I think it works for, for both sides, really. Right. Just quickly for the audience, signing bonus $9.5 million to 2022 base salary $1.5 million fully guaranteed, 2023 base salary $7 million fully guaranteed, 2024 offseason roster bonus $1.5 million, 2024 base salary $7.5 million, the base deal is $27 million over three years, $18 million guaranteed, it's about $2 million per year in incentives, uh, and of course the, you know, the, the, there are triggers on the incentives as well, but just reading it, it is a very, very cap-friendly deal uh, for the Saints, which we knew it would be but but it's not as much as i thought it was going to be in, in terms of him bringing home the full 33 million so again uh you know uh, those that were talking about tyran again maybe outpricing himself he really again did, did a hometown discount i do have to ask you this larry um seven seven point five wins from vegas yesterday on, on the over and under on the saints i think that's ridiculously low your thoughts yeah, I think that that was would be low too, and I, I mean, I just figured that the over under actually might be eight and a half, uh, you know, because basically saying, uh, uh, and Vegas is thinking that this is not going to be a winning football team, and I just, I, look, you and me have have watched everything that they've done, and I mean, they like, do they have some question marks? Sure, but do I think that they have kind of solidified some spots? Sure, look, I, I think that's. Uh, you're counteracting the loss of Teron Armstead. Uh, you're assuming Trevor Penning is going to come in and start right away. If not, James Hurst is there. Uh, but I, I think probably uh, it, it, they're all pointing to the lack of total confidence in Jameis Winston. Uh, and because I feel like defensively, uh, you know, I, I feel like secondary. I like where they are there. Uh, linebacker, I mean, you're, you're basically going to be rolling with Demario Davis, Pete Warner. I do have question marks with their pass mm-hmm. rush because it took a dip last year in terms of pressure, sack totals, all that. But I think it comes down to confidence in I, – I, I won't just say Jameis. I think it's confidence in Jameis Winston and confidence in Dennis Allen. And so, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the outside looking in, they don't, they don't see what you and me have, have watched and – and seeing Dennis Allen grow and, you know, Jameis Winston uh, seemingly improve in, in hit during his time while he was playing. But, yeah, I, I do feel like if if I were betting, which I'm not going to do that. Right. Uh, like I, I, I'd go, <laughs> I'd bet on tennis, and that's something I feel like I really know, and I've lost. So I've kind of <laughs> put right. game on the side for a minute. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but, no. I'm the like kiss of death. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. I feel like seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm the kiss of death for people to take the over. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, the first I was going to tell you, you know, what I should do is quit bitching and, and, and just go, just go and just take the over and put some money down and shut up, you know, because I really think it's a, I really think it's a better team. You cover the NFL now for the athletic. Okay, you're, you're nice enough to come on this program and again concentrate on the Saints because we're a local show. But again, you're 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 really your forte is again the entire NFL. When you look at the landscape of the NFC right now. I don't see that there are that many teams that are better than the New Orleans Saints on paper. Uh, I would, let's see, let me try to name the ones that look better on paper. I would probably point to a couple in the NFC West. I'd probably point to the Rams. I would 
say, you know, it depends on the day, Arizona, San Francisco, but I could see any given day the Saints beating either one of those teams. Uh, you know, you would the North, the Packers, uh, pardon the pun, have come back to the pack, in my opinion, uh, with their lack of weapons around Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then in the South, I think Tampa matches up well with other teams, so their win total might be a little bit better than the Saints, but they don't match up well against the Saints. Uh, but I still feel like the Saints, at worst, are the number two team in that division. And then when you go to the NFC East, I would point to maybe, you know, Dallas might be a little better on paper. The Eagles are improving, but do you do you trust Jalen Hurts? And I don't trust the Giants in Washington. So I would say, if I'm going to say, all right, you know, I would peg, if there was playoffs right now, I would peg the Saints to be like a fifth seed. I, you know, I would just think Tampa, they okay. might just beat up on other teams, but I could see the Saints easily being mm-hmm. like the top wild card team. I, I feel like that's where right. they are. So, uh, you know, and uh, who knows? You know, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So and if things like fall right, I think they can win the division. If right. they could dominate Tampa like they've dominated in the last few years, then I think they, again, uh, you know, uh, depending, I don't think Atlanta, Atlanta Carolina is still down. Uh, they, they they have a chance to win the division. Look, they got they got they got snake bitten last. There's so many injuries. When you talk about the injuries that they had to overcome last year and still be nine and eight, I mean that that that's a heroic effort by that by that ball club. Yeah, and then I mean you just named a couple of teams in the division. I mean, geez, people want to say, all right, what about Jameis Winston? Uh, he's easily the second best quarterback in the division. <laughs> I mean, what did Marcus Mariota, uh, Sam Darnold, give me a break? I mean, even if Desmond Ritter wins the job. In, uh, in, or Matt Corral wins the job. I mean, that's not going to happen. So, right. You, know, you, you look at it in that sense. And so, uh, and then I feel like uh, I'd say maybe in the, I'm, I'm, I'm in the NFC North, I think the Vikings might kind of pop back in uh, into this mix. Uh, but still, mm-hmm. I, I, when you look at it, I, I would argue that the Saints are. Could he could be the fourth best team in the NFC, and maybe even if Dallas falls off a little bit, I mean third, but still, I, I would say that's. But I, I'm saying seed wise, I just assume that Tampa would win the division because they match up better against the other teams. They just don't match up well against the Saints. Yes. So they, they might go beat up in, on mm-hmm. other people, but yeah, but, but I do feel like that the Saints. I, I feel like they sit probably four or five, and then if. You get in the playoffs, I and mean, look, you know, you start getting hot. Who knows what can happen? So, I like, I feel like that that people are really kind of sleeping on the Saints uh, as far as outside. Even even with my in my own company, uh, mm. I feel like people yes. are sleeping on the Saints. And so, look, that's that's why we got a bunch of national local writers because you get different opinions from sure. different places, whether it's local or national. Mm-hmm. And look, we don't know who James is going to be. We don't know how good of a coach Dennis Allen is going to be. We, we don't know, again, you know, how the offense is going to look without, again, having, um, you know, Sean Payton making these calls. And, and again, because the, 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 he was a great 
in-game, you know, call, play caller. He just was the way he felt the way the game w- w- was was going on. Um, you know, we don't know all that. It's an unknown, but we have no idea. But when I look at this, the town on paper, and I compare it to other teams, that that's the difference. And look, I know you're down a little bit on the defensive line, but remember, Passigno got hurt early last year. He was coming on as, as an inside pass rusher. Street's not a bad pass rusher coming over from San Francisco. Um, you, you hope that you, you get Peyton Turner back this year, and you hope you get a healthy Davenport. Yeah, I feel like it's. I'm not necessarily down on the D line. I'm just saying the production did dip, and so they need to improve there. And I do. I it feel did, like they have but they were injured too. That. Right. Well, yeah, and that's part of it. But also, you also bank it on. All right, is, is Cam Jordan going to keep being Cam Jordan? I mean, because for a while he wasn't, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he went on a spree. And so I think that's. Right, you, you got to see if he can be that, and so I, I maybe feel give like him that. a game off, like like they did, right? <laughs> Remember, yeah. it was after he yeah. took that game off was when he came back and had a great second end. That back end of the season was it was incredible. Oh, absolutely, but yeah, it's it, it's just an area where I, I look at him like, all right, well, that's that's a noticeable area that dropped off. So mm-hmm. if all these people can come back, and you know, Peyton Turner can actually contribute and Davenport stays healthy and this, that, and the other. But there's no doubt it can rebound. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that is mm-hmm. a gift. And so that's something I'm watching. It's like, all right, if there's a concern, all right, they need to improve that. Uh, so, but yeah, I feel like defensively uh, that I don't want to say it could be better than what it was, but you've got pieces right. there that uh, if they play at their height, like, say if Marcus May plays at his height and Tyron Matthew plays at his height. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, you have – I mean, look, corner-wise, you feel like you've probably got three good players and then a fourth with, with Bradley Roby. Mm-hmm. You actually have got a little bit of depth, yep. and you're not, you're not going to have P.J. Williams play every down. But when he's been playing, like, he's – I feel like he's improved over mm-hmm. the years. So, I feel like you – you feel good about that defense. I, like, I think the question marks are. Yeah, I mean, I do. I offense. feel good about all three levels. I really do. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Offensively, hey, I mean, just quickly, because I've only got about a minute or so left. What's the, what's the scuttlebutt uh, uh, around the league right now about Jarvis Landry? Is there a lean toward Baltimore? Is there a lean toward New Orleans? Or is, nobody has any idea? Well, I, I do think that uh, there are a lot of teams that make actually more sense now than the Saints. Uh, I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised if Jarvis came to the Saints, uh, but – uh, I'm sure the Saints would be open. You know, look, it, it, the right deal would work out, but uh, look, Baltimore screaming for a receiver. I mean, Green Bay team like that screaming for a receiver. So I think there are probably better places where teams are probably a little bit more desperate now for a receiver than maybe the Saints. And so if you're Jarvis Landry, I don't blame you if you go to Baltimore or Green Bay. But I mean, look, the Saints mm-hmm. uh, again. He's from around here. We get that. Uh, and so I, you know. It, I would. I, I would. I don't think the Saints are the favorites to get Jarvis Landry. Makes sense, but to me, he probably makes more sense in other places, specifically Baltimore, mm-hmm. especially since they uh, they traded Hollywood Brown during the draft and did not draft yeah, the. Receiver. That's that's right. That, that's the thing right there. No doubt, they're definitely in the mix. Hey, Larry, what you writing for us? So up in the Athletic, and how can folks subscribe? And how can folks follow you on social media? Absolutely. Uh, just you can at Larry Holder on Twitter. Uh, I've got an article coming out. I've, I've done some research. You know me. I've been doing re- a lot of research these last bunch of months. Uh, it's a story on mm-hmm. uh, how reliant teams are on rookies in their first year. Uh, I can tell you it has increased uh, and it, over the last decade, even the last few years. Uh, and are receivers better prepared to play immediately? 
so that's going to be coming out uh, soon. I'm not going to give a date, but it's coming out soon. Uh, so theathletic.com slash neworleansetheathletic.com slash NFL, or just go click on one of my articles that I've written before at Larry Holder, and you can, uh, you can jump on there. Thanks, brother. Always appreciate the time. We'll check in with you next week. All righty. Good talking to you, my friend. Larry Holden of The Athletic. All right, don't forget about, forget about Burkhardt, acpromise.com. You come home tonight, AC's not working. Man, don't don't kick the dog. Don't get mad at the wife. Just remember acpromise.com. Burkhardt has guys that are on on, on uh, call right now for you. They answer the phone 24 hours a day, uh, and they'll get somebody out there to get you up and running. The, the the off chance they can't, in a lot of cases, they'll put a couple window units in your, in your uh, home so that you can sleep cool tonight. And, of course, by tomorrow morning, they'll have you up and running. Need a new system? They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. More importantly, it's about a company you can trust. Again, never gouge you, never cheat you. And, of course, the highest certification when it comes to their um, their technicians, Nate certified, go with Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. 
This Saturday, May 14th, grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Make sure to stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. That's nolagoldrugby.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. If your wiper blades are smearing and streaking, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to save $8 instantly on a pair of Rain-X Latitude wiper blades. Our professional parts people will even install them for you for free. Improve visibility and save money with Rain-X Latitude wiper blades. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. I want to thank Larry Holder, Les East, and, and also Ali Cassell for joining us on the show. Rudy back in the studio doing a great job producing, as always. I want to thank, again, our fantastic sponsors making this happen. Please go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsors. Sponsors making this uh, program happen. Please support those sponsors. Thank you for that, and thank you for listening to our show. Jude Young joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Jude Young is coming up next with All Access been an absolute blast thanks so much for tuning in the uh, podcast will be up about 20 minutes after our program ends today so you check it out on your favorite podcasting platform been a blast new Orleans. absolutely enjoyed it see you tomorrow straight up four o'clock uh for another edition of inside new Orleans. until then my name is eric Casher from the dog catch to the governor they all gotta go Catch the Three Tailgaters show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 106.3.